You are listening to Series 1 of the National Studios Film and Music Podcast. In this season, we're focusing on the marketing side of independent music, the steps you can take to ensure a successful release and begin building a fan base in an authentic and organic way. This is Episode 1, an introduction to music marketing. Hello and welcome to our first podcast. My name is Jack Kircher and I'm from National Studios and today I'm joined by Maddie and Alex. Hey guys. Hello. Um, What business are you from? Like, We're from uh, Burstamo. We're a music marketing company. Uh, We've been going just uh, around two years uh, and we focus on emerging artists and basically getting them out there. Amazing. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Um, Basically, I make music for people. My company makes music for people. We make films for people, like a whole bunch of content. Actually, getting people to see that content is like such a changing landscape, and it's really, really difficult. So, I just wanted to get you guys in just to talk about like what is what is it to market stuff in today's day and age? Like, it's changed a lot from 40, 50 years ago, Mm -hmm. and people are making amazing content, but it's just falling on not deaf ears because people want to listen. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. just like not falling on any ears. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, like I just this whole podcast series um, and all this conversation is just about like what does it mean to market music mm-hmm. in today's day and yeah. age? And a lot of that translates to music videos and stuff as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, why don't you guys take us back? Like, let's talk about what PR was traditionally and let's go okay. from there. I mean, traditionally, I feel PR was very kind of basic and standard in its ways because there wasn't really many platforms to get out on. So yeah. you would basically be getting the, the product itself, the music, and you'd be looking to either get it placed in a magazine, get it placed uh, on radio, and all things like that. And then uh, quite soon after, obviously, blogs were bought in. Mm, um, And that kind of took over the print. Um, But only recently would we say that it's sort of completely taken over I'm trying to think what that actually was. If you go back to the 70s, there was like radio, magazines, and TV shows. Yeah. yeah. Was there anything else? Yeah, people forget like, about TV. TV shows today. were huge, yeah. weren't they? Like Top of yeah. the Pops yeah. was like everyone's yeah. go-to. That was what, if an artist was on that, everyone knew they'd blown up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's not such thing now. No no, no. one, there's no TV you show where someone... never have an emerging artist on it either. No. Yeah. And I, I mean, just a complete tangent. Like I just watched the Freddie Mercury film and there's that scene in it with Top of the Pops. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was and huge it's like, for them. It was huge for them, but they like had no creative control over anything. Yeah. And like that was traditionally what it often yeah. felt like. You were told what to do as an artist. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's just changed so yeah, much. Yeah, there's so much more freedom with artists because there's so many more places for them to go out to. Um, like I said before, it was literally magazines, yeah. radio, TV, all things like that. Whereas now there's so many platforms and there's so many different ways for emerging artists to get out there that PR just mm. isn't that yeah, anymore. I yeah. think to, to break an emerging artist in kind of the 70s, you'd like find like an angle or do some kind of publicity stunt mm-hmm. in order to get into the newspapers or, or something like that. And right now, that kind of wouldn't work. There's too you don't have enough of someone's attention now yeah. to sit and read um, a ten minute article mm. on um, a publicity stunt that was performed by a band or something like that. Mm. Or people don't sit and watch um, a full Top of the Pops episode yeah. anymore. It's the attention. The attention span's like so so bad now yeah. that people won't watch that hour long TV show. Mm-hmm. They would much rather scroll through Facebook or scroll through Twitter or watch a YouTube video that's only five minutes because attention spans are so short Yeah, and mm. musicians kind of need to take that and into consideration. It's so weird. Like it's almost your your market, your audience are what decide the media now. They decide mm. on the length, they decide on the structure. Yeah. Whereas before it was like a few people deciding it's an hour long TV show, this is the way it is. 
this is the newspaper like campaign, this is the magazine campaign, yeah. this is the way it is. And readers were told what to digest. Mm. Yeah. Whereas now, the, like your audience totally decides so how they there. consume your media. Exactly, and bands yeah. have to adapt to that, musicians have to adapt to that. Exactly, but, and that's why kind of marketing's had to adapt to that and yeah. massively because there are so many different outlets that you can look into that you can't just say, okay, we're going to get your music and we're going to get it on radio or mm. we're just going to get you some interviews on some blogs because that won't impact the artist's career in the slightest. Yeah. All of those areas work as a sort of springboard to the other areas, but they don't break an artist. Um, the areas that we're kind of looking at to actually break an artist now are all the streaming platforms, YouTube, just general social media. Having a social media fan base, before you even release mm. any music, That's it can true. be what makes you massive if you look at um atlantic records recently signed art, some massive artists that they're now big but they started yeah. off by just being viral so there was um the yodeling kid in walmart mm-hmm. um he was a, a viral video and also the catch me outside girl she was a viral yeah. video and they got signed to atlantic records because they knew that those artists were in demand not because of their music but mm-hmm. because of their fan base yeah and that in itself shows that you can create an audience first before releasing yeah. music, which yeah. was never before a and thing. And there's so many platforms to release that music as yeah. well. So you've got Spotify, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Music, Deezer. There's just a huge amount of platforms now just to upload your music. So, so yeah, and, and that gives everyone the freedom to upload music to wherever they want mm-hmm. and get the listeners and generate an audience wherever they like. Uh, and also, I think there's more music out there now than there ever is before. Oh, because so much music. I'm sure you can um, go into a bit more detail, but the yeah. fact that um, you can record in your bedroom uh, and upload to SoundCloud and yeah. and blow up from your bedroom, whereas yeah. traditionally you'd record a track and try and get signed. You yeah. send off it. that demo I mean, to all yeah. the labels you could. That's not a thing anymore. Yeah. No, it's not at all. I mean, it might be actually helpful for like all you guys listening to actually know a little bit more about how we guys, how we met. Sure. And how yeah. we together. Yeah. So I'm in a band called Dutch Kid um, and I have a studio at my house where we work on all the music and everything you hear Dutch Kid wise, band wise is like all home produced, all mm-hmm. home mixed. Yeah. We've got like a really good friend of mine, mastering engineer in New York, mixes all of it. But like it's, it's super in-house. It's like all home produced um but like it goes out and people listen <laughs> listening yeah, to it and stuff. yeah and that's why we contacted you guys initially because we sent i think we actually sent emails to like five or six pr companies you might mm-hmm. even know this yeah, yeah I didn't and know this. You, you guys were the only people who replied with like not just a generic response you yeah, went on our socials yeah. you engaged with us and mm-hmm. we we didn't like say we're going to go with you guys straight away but it yeah. was like i think you even you might have been following us on instagram and stuff yeah. before yeah we even started working with you um so we're like, it's really important to work with people who like our music, who are champions of our music and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, because you've got to understand the artists as well and what their yeah. strengths are. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the fact that you can produce music in your bedroom and it's just such a uh, high quality of music, then that is your yeah. strengths. You've also yeah. got amazing video production behind you. So that's what we use so but that that before wasn't a thing when in yeah. in the past if you had an artist you would be looking at the music and that was it you'd take that as mm. kind of the product and yeah. you would try to sell it and do the same thing for every single it was time. very structured if everything fitted into a timeline in the past you would you would get your track and you would promote it to radio before release and then when the track's released you'd try yeah. and get it played on radio it all fitted into a timeline whereas yeah. now there's no definite structure mm-hmm. and that's why it's different for every single artist and that you try and market but it's really exciting for an artist because you get to decide yeah at this point in time yeah. like as you get to decide what it means to release your music you get mm-hmm. to decide like actually is how, how important is film to me how important mm-hmm. is photography how important 
how how does all of this fit in with my music? Yeah. Um, it's actually like a really fun thing mm. that you can mm. now do. It's not like you record your music and you give it all to someone else and they make videos around it. But actually an artist today, especially independent artist, like you're responsible for all of it. Yeah. And yeah. That's, a, that's a stressful thing. It's a hard thing, but it's really yeah. exciting because you get to choose how this thing goes. Yeah. Um, and which, being able to create the like the thing that you want to create and then the audience finds you, whereas I think traditionally it would have been trying to create something with for a mass audience yeah. that not only is going to appeal to the mass audience, it's going to appeal to the decision maker of the yeah. label who is going to put it to that mass audience. But I think You've that's why that the marketing is more important than ever because yeah. it used to be you could actually end up getting on a blog or getting on radio because that producer so discovered true. it or that journalist discovered you. Whereas now it's so competitive. There's so much music yeah. that kind of from the marketing point of view, you have to have such a strong team behind yeah, you to work on it because how else is it going to get there? It's such an interesting point because traditionally you had people, your music was made and you had a team of people marketing mm. around yeah. you. Today as an independent, like no one wants to sit down and figure out a marketing strategy. You just yeah. want to make music yeah. and that's yeah. all you yeah. do. You sit down, you make your music and you release it. Like that's all it is. It's all about you and your content. And actually mm. another reason why we're talking today is my biggest frustration is as a studio, we make films and music for lots of independent artists. We, Whether it's just mixing or stuff like that, we, we do that. Mm. And then it just gets released to the world and they might have spent like a lot of money like making this album that's beautiful, it's amazing. Mm. Like they've thought about every detail, they've worked on it for a year and then they expect to put it on iTunes or Spotify and it to go somewhere. But mm. that's yeah. just not the case. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's I mean, just not at all. Yeah, it's not. And and sometimes it can stand there and less than a thousand streams and just do nothing. I think there is a chance that it can get picked up yeah. and uh, just blow up through the algorithm and the Discover Weekly playlist. Like today in 2018 is the first time you can actually say there is a chance you can upload your music to a platform and it will give you a fair shot yeah um so we have just discovered artists ourselves where we've looked at their streams and they've got like three hundred thousand. we look at the playlist they're on no playlist and it actually has been through the algorithm itself which is amazing organic, so that yeah. is actually an amazing opportunity for people right now and i think it's a quite uh, reassuring to know that that's out there for artists especially yeah. i think spotify are the best at it right mm -hmm. now for giving artists a fair shot yeah. Uh, by just seeing how people are reacting to their track. Mm. And if it's really a positive reaction, they're adding it to their own playlist, um, they're just hitting the like button and things like that, yeah. that will actually uh, trigger the algorithm to spread it up to more and more people. Yeah, mm. and Spotify are killing the game on that. Right yeah, now. they like, are, yeah. Apple Music have got a little bit of catching up to do. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be really interested uh, to look at Dutch Kids uh, Spotify for Artists and actually see yeah. what the ratio of, from playlists to Discover Weeklies, yeah. where the streams are actually coming from, because... I would be almost sure that it's Discover Weekly. I think like our Apple Music, you know, we might get you know, a, a quite a lot a lot of streams on Apple Music. Yeah. But it all come from playlists. Yeah. Like we're on yeah. the Today Apple playlist, the old pop playlist and stuff mm. like that. That's where most of our streams are coming from and it's significantly more than Spotify. Yeah. But Spotify feels more like organic. It is, um, yeah. And it's just figuring out like what way do you want to go on that. Yeah. And actually it's important to do both. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think what's yeah. so great about this day and age is it's if someone in the past read a review or feature of you in a magazine, they're not that likely to go listen to your music. Whereas if they kind of discover you on a playlist, yeah. that and can be what makes them a life. It's all marketed exactly, like yeah. this yeah. is a playlist for you. This mm. is music you'll like and you're like, huh, it is. Yeah. I love this band. Yeah. They always like, get it right. Great. The yeah. algorithm is insane.
It, yeah, it it's is. always perfect. And, and not to like discredit what we do, but it's I, it is 80% how good that track is yeah. to get it out there. And then we do the the, the final 20% to get yeah. it out there and give it that extra push and act as a, as a catalyst to yeah. the actual process. Yeah. Um, because you... You can't just push bad music anymore. It's like the the way the landscape is, it it will just punish bad music yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, I think next episode, let's dive a bit more into the world of Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Music, and Definitely. streaming and playlisting yeah. and stuff like that. I think like takeaway for me here is like actually it's the audience decides the temperature of the marketing game now. Yeah. Like in terms of length, in terms of what they listen to. It's all based around the audience. So the Spotify mm. algorithm is based around what that, this one person wants to listen to. Yeah. Like people decide what videos they want to watch and stuff like that. So yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks Thank for chatting. No and Cheers. we'll follow up this with some stuff about Spotify playlisting and algorithm stuff, which I don't know much about. So I'm excited to hear. Yeah. Cool. Brilliant. Great. See you guys next time. Cheers. Cheers.